Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth. This is Dr. Maria alongside Rudy Giuliani, and we are proudly sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I saw um, Mr. Stiller, Frank Siller. You know, he started the Tunnel to Towers organization in remembrance of his brother who, during 9-11 terrorist attack, he was actually off-duty and the battery tunnel was closed. So he took his very heavy pack, ran through that battery tunnel towards the towers, into the towers, and unfortunately lost his life. In in this Tunnel to Towers Foundation organization is doing such great work. First, they took care of the victims' families of 9-11. Then they went on to first responders. And then they went on to police officers who were harmed during duty, taking care of their spouses and taking care of mortgages. Now they're working on the veteran homeless situation. In Houston, Texas, they've already provided several small homes. They're about 500 square feet for veterans. So please, on this Veterans Day weekend, please look at Tunnels to Tower organization, $11 a month. Well, I do want to say we at Uncovering the Truth appreciate our veterans. Yesterday was the official Veterans Day. And just a little bit of history that you probably already Uh know. But Veterans Day started as Armistice Day, which started after World War One. And the reason we always celebrate it on November 11th is because the armistice took place on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Oh, wow. So that's why I, we I knew that, but it was deep in my memory box. Yeah, I just, Thank you, I Dr. just, Maria. I love and this also, little you know, irony of history. If you want to you show know? it to your children, or this is a good way, Dr. Maria puts out these um, little, uh, what do you call them, texts, right? And it's only like two minutes, a little history lesson. And she has that one on history lesson for yesterday. Then, then she has one about General Stark, a Revolutionary War general that you should know about. Uh, I mean, he was a great general. You should know about what he did there. But also, he's the uh, he's the uh, creator of "Live Free or Die." <laughs> I love my motto. So doesn't the world, right? They're like, "Oh, you're from the Live Free or Die state." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's quite a thing when you can have something like that live after you. Just think of how many people in. I mean that. That became the official motto in the 40s. Yes, in the the 40s. For the Second World War. But it was the motto of the state forever. Even during the Civil War, the people in New Hampshire, small state, were some of the biggest heroes of the Civil War. And a lot of it was that, if you know the Battle of Gettysburg the way the doctor does, she can tell you every movement of (laughs) of every... every Well, I be general there. Say we again on uncovering the truth. We appreciate all veterans, but I want to make a personal happy Veterans Day to my dad was a veteran. I have a brother who's a veteran. I have two brother-in-laws, a husband, a marine, um, and now uh, a next generation. My son-in, my well, how do you call a grandson-in-law? 
Grandson-in-law. Okay, my grandson-in-law was in the army. He did get injured, and now his wife, my granddaughter, is um, going to be joining the army. So we have a lot of family history there. And I do have to say, even during peacetime, you never know what's going to change. So when you join the military, you go in with that mindset, I may be going into war. So it's a different breed of people. Of course, you're trained for it. Look, war is war, and I'm not going to say that anything replaces it, but the contemplation of war is almost as bad as war. I mean, it's all in the mind, right? I mean, when you go into battle, what are you afraid of? You're afraid of dying. But when you're training, what are you afraid of? Afraid of dying. So there's a certain thing in whether the veterans saw action or didn't, they were trained for it. Yeah, yeah. they had to deal with the fear. And some of them can't do it, which is why they drop out well before training. I feel like I'm pretty connected to the veterans group, and the reason being my husband was president of the Marine Marine Riders Group. So I got very close to a lot of Vietnam veterans, and that's a war that unlike... World War One and Bob World War Vietnam? Two. He's a little too young. No, he he actually uh, joined the Marine Corps Probably in seventy five. So Vietnam was just about over. It was post it was post war. Yeah. Um, in in Vietnam, the fall of Saigon was in seventy three. But very interesting. Uh, we can learn a lot of the history of the Vietnam War. But what I was going to say is, the veterans from World War One and World War Two came home to ticker tape parades. Mm. We love you. Mm-hmm. You're heroes. Korean War, it's, you know, they still had respect. It wasn't that big of a deal, it Korean seemed War, like. Korean was like, like a, was like, like a, a vanilla. Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, like not, not a, I shouldn't say that. But. Not hostile, but not the same. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a dramatically good ending. It was a, it was a. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've always was on MacArthur's side. So even when I was a kid, my parents were, even though my father was a Democrat. Yeah. We were all always uh, on uh, MacArthur. Uh, we, believe back then and i believe now and i was just a baby listening to my parents and that if macarthur had been allowed to go over the yellow river and invade china there'd be no red china today the army of china was decimated from 30 years of war they were pounded by the japanese pounded they're still afraid of the japanese and on the other side they were pounded by chiang kai-shek who who, who they then stuck off in Taiwan, but that wasn't uh, uh, not that was after a twenty year battle. We had a fairly fresh army, and uh, and of course we had the only uh, the only atom bomb. So Eisenhower wanted. I mean, uh, tr- tr- MacArthur wanted to end it right there, just like Patton wanted to do in Europe, and both of them were turned down by a, an administration that had a unhealthy number of communists advising the president. Yeah, yeah. So just to finish my thought, the Vietnam War veterans came home to being spit on, no parades, a lot of hostilities. Movies movies about how, even if the movie tended to be sympathetic, that they were crazy or something. Yeah, yeah. I I find it very sad, too, because they didn't put themselves into war, right? You have to look at the history of what happened in Vietnam in the 50s, how they fought against the the French to have uh, freedom from French rulership. And then they divided. And then under Eisenhower, we started giving money. JFK, I think, was going to get into the war, but definitely LBJ was all in. But there was a lot of missteps, and there's parallels in history all the time. And the 
president of South Vietnam, Diem, if I'm saying it right, D-I-E-M. Yeah, he was very, very paranoid. And, of course, they were fighting against communists. And he trusted a lot to his brother, who, guess what? Took opium every day, was a little bit corrupt, an influence peddler. So everything started crumbling. Westmoreland, great general, but mistook some things. But anyways, it was just an incredible ordeal. First time it was on television, the way it was. And all we kept seeing was the death of Americans and why. You know, why were we really there? But like JFK really believed that um, Vietnam was like a cornerstone. He actually used that word. It was a cornerstone of stopping communism in that region. I, I would I would say that uh, JFK, so, so JFK was a Democrat, doesn't exist today. JFK was an anti-communist. Uh, as intensely anti-communist as any Republican, and uh, not unwilling to use American military power, and he wasn't alone. It is not as if you know JFK was just him. There was a big wing of the Democratic Party like that, a big wing of the party. It's I know it's hard for you to believe, and they were as hawkish, if you want to use that word, as the uh, the Republicans. But I don't believe that uh, he would have escalated it the way Johnson did for two reasons. First of all, he was a hell of a lot smarter than Johnson, and much shrewder and much smarter. Johnson was a, was smart in his own way as a crooked politician, but, but he had no foreign policy experience. Kennedy had spent his life thinking about foreign policy. He wrote a best-selling book when he was 22 on uh, basically on why Churchill was right and the appeasers were wrong. <laughs> we could use him right now, right? And... Uh, he, when he left, I think there were like 30,000 troops in Vietnam. Uh, when Johnson left, there were 500,000. Yeah. Now, there's no way to know would he have made all the mistakes Johnson made. But he was a much shrewder guy. Look at the way he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis. He got two letters from Khrushchev, one agreeing, and then somebody must have overruled him, and it was a very nasty letter. And he and his brother decided to ignore the nasty letter. They responded to the good letter. And agreed, <laughs> as if the nasty letter was never written. Yeah.